Okay, we're going to do part two of aggression. So part one of aggression, of the aggression episode, I talked about aggression in more of a broad and um, logical sense of that particular behavior. And in the last episode, we determined that aggression is basically a, a, a strategy Okay, it's a strategy to resolve conflicts um, or to communicate something, whether that is to address competition or whether that is to, um, you know, to, to communicate something, right? Competition, um, assert dominance or, uh, uh, or control of resources, so on and so forth. So if you want more details on what we talked about in the previous episode, uh, which has a, a more general and, uh, and, uh, and a more, um, I don't want to say accurate, but a more um, specific sense of the word, that's where I go, that's what I go over in that episode. It's 26 minutes um, in which I just talk about aggression and I use um, definitions by a, a few different sources um, and one of them, one of those sources from a very reputable person who has studied this subject and uh, has, studied, has studied behavior for a very long time, big part of his life. But anyway, so in this episode, what I want to do is I want to talk a little bit about um, aggression in a slightly different sense. And I'm still going to address one of the common overused terms uh, when it comes to aggression. This is very, very commonly used in, uh, you know, in dog training. A lot of dog trainers, a lot of pet owners will say this. And I'm going to be addressing this here in a second. But if you haven't checked out my books yet, just make sure you go to Amazon. Just on the, on the search bar, make sure you type in William Garrido, G-A-R-R-I-D-O. And I got three books on there. Follow me on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and subscribe to the podcast so that you can stay up to date with more episodes. I love sharing. I love talking about things uh, that, um, that, that I feel very connected to. And dog training is one of those things. It's something that I'm very, very passionate about. Um, Doctrining is my passion. That's the brand. And you're going to find that in YouTube. Again, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and the podcast. All the same name. Doctrining is my passion. All right. So now let's, let's go over this topic of aggression in a little bit more detail. The one thing that you hear quite a bit of, you hear this a lot, is this. Aggression is rooted in fear. Or all aggression comes from fear. This is something that is very overused in dog training. I've heard this for a, I've been hearing this for a very long time. Ever since I started researching dog training. Okay, before I even became a dog trainer. This is something that I, I've heard about. And at some point, you know, when you don't know, you're like, oh, I didn't know that. So the dog is doing that because it's fearful. You know, and 
and I've read articles that say this, that, you know, deep down it is really just rooted in fear. That the reason the dog, an animal is being aggressive is just because of fear. That deep, deep down there is fear. Now I want to address this from a logical perspective. Okay, and we're going to piggyback off of the previous episode. Again, aggression, aggressive behavior is a strategy. It does accomplish things. It's natural, okay? Based on the previous episode, we determined that aggression is a natural behavior. There is nothing wrong with an animal that displays aggression. There is nothing wrong with a human that displays aggression. You could you could show aggression and it would make perfect sense under the right set of circumstances. Aggression is not bad. It's just as it's just something that you do in response to something or something that you do in order to resolve some sort of conflict uh, or in order to cope with a particular situation. It is perfectly normal. You look at animals, this is what they do. You look at children, really, really young children before they get civilized, this is what they do. Okay, they throw things at each other. Okay, they pull, they grab. This is how children resolve conflicts very very young children this is how they resolve conflicts um, this is how animals resolve conflicts and so aggression is not a bad word okay so a little bit of piggybacking off of the previous episode again if you want more details on that uh, go to the previous episode it's very short it's less than half an hour um, but now now let's 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 expand this a little bit more so now we have aggression supposedly being all rooted in fear okay so now let's make this logical in some instances that makes sense okay in in some instances this makes perfect sense so let's talk about when it makes sense when you think of submissive aggression submission aggression uh, aka fear aggression okay so when you think of fear aggression fear motivated aggression which is more accurately um, termed okay so fear motivated aggression or what you know what your average dog trainer calls fear aggression which side note if you think about fear and aggression they're incompatible terms that technically don't go together but if you think about fear-motivated aggression, okay, if you think about th this type of motive to be to show aggression, okay, we know it's fear-motivated, right? We call it fear-aggression. What happens here is the animal feels threatened, and as a result of feeling threatened, now the animal shows some aggression, shows some violence. This is a coping mechanism. This is where the animal now feels defensive and if, if the animal feels defensive there definitely is some fear going on here because you have some fear going on here uh, you now have a strategy that makes sense the strategy is I'm going to show uh, some violence so that I can create space okay, so that I can survive so that I could preserve myself I'm going to show some some aggression. I'm going to show some violence here. Okay, so when that happens, yes, 
fear motivated aggression makes sense that you can say is triggered by a feeling of uncertainty where the animal now feels like in order to preserve itself it has to come up with this strategy it has to do this to preserve itself makes perfect sense another instance in which this makes sense is you could say in resource guarding okay resource guarding is a complex topic in itself this is certainly something that i can go over in more detail later but resource guarding okay this is when you have food aggression um it's not always food it could be other things too anything that the dog consider considers valuable but in resource guarding you could say now there is competition so you have a resource and now you have a conflict which is who is in control of this resource right now you have competition you have the animal that is eating okay just for simplicity's sake let's say that's what it is it's just food and the animal is eating now there is another animal that is now looking to compete for that resource for that food now you could say that the animal that is eating will start resource guarding and we could look at this and go well the reason he's now showing aggression the reason he's showing teeth the reason he's guarding is because you could say there is this this feeling of um, maybe slight fear that you know that the dog's not going to get to eat the animal's not going to get to eat so in order to eat in order to preserve itself now it has to compete for this very valuable resource now in the process of competing for this valuable resource there's going to be some aggression and the animal is doing this in order to preserve itself in order to eat so that it gets to eat so you can look at resource guarding and say the same thing and it would make sense okay in, in that instance you could say well the animal is now showing food aggression because this is deep down rooted in fear okay that makes sense okay um let's say for instance now you have uh you know f different types of aggression let's let's touch on a couple now where fear we can definitely logically say is not the motivator here uh, when you have uh frustration okay when you have frustration aggression so when you have frustration aggression or when you have redirected aggression which i'm going to explain th these very quickly in, in as brief manner as i can frustration aggression is when the animal has um some sort of barrier okay this is why it's also called barrier aggression or leash aggression uh, when there is some sort of a barrier something that prevents the animal from get from getting to something it's directed its attention to and because now there is something preventing it from getting there now there is a barrier whether it's a fence whether it's a leash whatever it is now the animal gets frustrated the dog gets frustrated in that process of being frustrated it starts to kind of lash out in frustration okay this is uh the equivalent not to humanize or anything but this would be the equivalent of like having a little child and the child is trying to reach for some candy and you're telling that kid you can't get that candy right or you're telling that kid 
hey, no, 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 little Johnny, we got, we can't do that right now. Little Johnny starts getting frustrated, and in the process of getting frustrated, he starts lashing out a little bit. So that would be like the equivalent of uh, of frustration aggression or barrier aggression, or, or also known as leash aggression. This is when there is a, a barrier, something preventing the dog from from getting to whatever it's directing its attention to and now in in that frustration uh, mode the dog starts kind of lashing out okay so here you could safely say that there is no fear the dog is not afraid by the presence of the fence and i'm sure you've some of you guys have seen these videos where you see dogs going at each other when there is a fence but when the fence goes out of the way when the fence you know gets out of the way the dogs are back to normal the fence comes back in they act you know they start getting frustrated they start barking showing teeth when the fence goes away they're back to normal okay logically here you can't look at that and go there is fear here you can't there, there is no fear there dog's not afraid of the fence the dog is not afraid of that leash pulling him back preventing him from going to wherever he wants to go that's not fear logically you can't look at that from a logical standpoint and say wow that dog is afraid okay so that's one uh the other one i mentioned was redirected aggression so redirected aggression this is people this is a type of aggression that a lot of people sometimes misunderstand. People think that redirected aggression is when you correct the dog and the, the dog turns around and bites you. That is not redirected aggression, okay? That's something more specific. This is more accurately described as correction aggression. Uh, redirected aggression definitely can be very, very similar to this. Uh, you could call it redirected aggression, okay? If, if you're looking at it from a standpoint of, well, the dog is redirecting its aggression at you because you corrected him, I, I see the logic there. I get it. But redirected aggression, um, this is something that you see. You don't always see it, but sometimes you do see it. Um, I've, I've seen it. I've actually seen redirected aggression. I know exactly what it looks like. Some of you guys might have seen it too, and I'll kind of paint you a picture so you have an idea of what it's like. Uh, I've seen redirector aggression manifest itself this way. Somebody knocks on the door, and now the two dogs go at the door, and now they're both barking at the door because somebody's on the other side of that door. Now, one of the dogs gets so frustrated that it can't get to the other side of the door. So now you have some barrier frustration too, barrier aggression. But because there is no outlet to manifest this frustration, what one of the dogs will do is that one of the dogs will bite the other dog. Okay, there's no contact or anything. The other dog is not harassing it. They're not barking at each other. They're both literally barking at the, at the door because somebody's on the other side. And one of them gets so frustrated, not at the other dog, not, not that the other dog is harassing it, the other dog is not um, the other dog is not bothering it, the other dog is not antagonizing it, nothing. They're just both going at the door, but one of them will just get so frustrated that he'll bite the other dog. 
Okay, that's redirected aggression. You also see this with dogs that are kenneled together. If you see dogs that are kenneled together, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes you'll see something very similar. You'll see, you know, people or dogs going on the other side of the kennel, not in a crate, I mean a kennel, like a run. And same thing, you have that barrier frustration going on, and then one of the dogs just will nail the other dog. Okay, the other dog didn't do anything to him. It just so happened that it was the closest thing to lash out on. Okay. So that's redirected aggression. It can also happen when you're, when you're holding your dog. Uh, it can happen in a very similar fashion. Your dog could be next to you and maybe you're not even correcting it, but uh, your dog might, get, might be getting so frustrated that the best way that it has to manifest that frustration is to just nip you in the leg, okay? Without you correcting it or anything. The dog just gets so frustrated, so amped up, that it'll turn and just bite you in the leg. Okay, that's redirected aggression. So in this instance, there is no fear. The dog wasn't afraid of you when it bit you in the leg, okay? The dog that, that bit the other dog because there was frustration on the other side of the door or on the other side of the kennel, it didn't bite the other dog because it was afraid of the other dog. There was no fear. If you've ever seen redirected aggression, you will clearly see there is no fear involved. There's no body language that indicates fear, nothing. In fear aggression, in fear-motivated aggression, you do see body language that tells you that dog is uncomfortable. In resource guarding, you can still see the dog uncomfortable. So that's more logical to say that's fear. But when you see, when you see all the types of aggression where there is clearly unless you truly don't understand body language or you don't understand dogs or you don't understand aggression that would be the only thing that would lead you to say that all aggression all aggression is based in fear because once you understand body language once you understand the logic behind aggression you can't say that and and it makes sense it just doesn't make sense okay so for some forms of aggression Yes, there is fear, there is discomfort, but for other instances, there is no fear. Sometimes the dog is very, very confident and very, very powerful, very determined and, um, and just very bold when they act in aggression. So it's not all rooted in fear. That's the other thing to remember. Okay, if you work with a lot of aggressive dogs and every dog trainer will specialize in different things, you know, some dog trainers are more like, hey, you know, I, li I like the young dogs. Some dog trainers are like, I like the obedience. Some dog trainers are more like, you know, I'll do anything. I'll do a little bit of everything. And some dog trainers just love, you know, the, the tough behavior cases. But if you get to see a lot of these you really start to realize that no, it's not all based in fear. There is no logic behind that, okay? For some of it, for a lot of it, sure, yeah. But there are instances in which you truly do not see any evidence of fear whatsoever. So, something to keep in mind, okay? 
not all aggression is based in fear, on fear. But anyway, we're going to wrap it up on this one for now. Um, if I can get a little bit more, uh, you know, more in depth into aggression, I will. Um, if you are listening to this episode and you have additional questions about aggression um, that, uh, you know, that, that kind of fit into what we're talking about in this episode and the previous episode, if you want a little bit more detail, you can certainly send me a message and, um, and then depending on that question, I'll decide whether, whether I can expand on it on a separate episode. But we're going to end it on that one for now. See you guys in the next episode.